What is up, everybody? This is Sports on the Brain, and I am your humble host, Mondo. And this is it. This is the New York Knickerbockers season preview bonus episode. And I've got a super duper special guest in the house, Tunde. He knows his Knicks, he knows his stuff, and we are going to talk Knicks and all Knicks for you guys. So, strap in, and let's get it on. I am ready. Dagnabbit, I am so ready for some Knicks basketball. I really am. And if you guys are listening to this episode, you've either just kind of stumbled upon it, or you're like me and a lot of other people who are die-hard Knicks fans, who have either been die-hard Knicks fans for a couple years, which is not me, or die-hard Knicks fans since the days of Patrick Ewing and Charles Oakley, before Allen Houston, Latrell Sprewell, and LJ. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I mean, I was a Knicks fan when, Pat Cummings was was playing in Ken the Animal Bannister. You know, we had Gerald Wilkins and we had the Bomb Squad. But if all you old heads out there have been watching Knicks basketball over the past 10, 20 years, it hasn't been very good. I mean, outside of a couple years with Mello, there has been nothing to write home about until now. <laughs> I think we got a team. I really, really do. Now, are they going to like ring the bell for the championship? I mean, no, not necessarily. Could they? Yeah, why not? I choose to think, yeah, they could, they could, you know, maybe do some damage. Listen, there are a lot of teams that come into the season that, no one thinks much about that, you know, when the end comes, they're in the Eastern Conference Finals, and you're like, whoa, how did these dudes get here? And so do I think the Knicks could be one of those teams? Yeah, why not? I mean, I really do. I've watched this team for a long time. I've watched this team for all my adult life and my prepubescent life. And like I said, um, I don't know a lot of things. But I'm pretty confident that I know some Knicks basketball. And this is this is a good time right now, everybody. It really is. If you're a New York Knicks fan, a legit New York Knicks fan, you're happy right now. You know, because if you're a Giants and a Jets fan too, or a Mets and a Yankees fan, this season couldn't come any sooner because the rest of those teams have already disappointed or or are in the midst of um thinking about next year but we're not talking about them right now we'll talk about them on sports on the brain you know we'll talk about them on this thursday's episode but this episode is dedicated to the new york knickerbockers and um i got somebody coming up to join us in a little bit tunde who is a he is that brother from another mother and he knows his New York Knicks stuff, and he loves them just as much as I do. And if you love them, if you really love the Knicks, 
I'm not talking about like, oh yeah, I like the Knicks, but you love them. Like you put on your Patrick Ewing jersey or your Clyde jersey or your Spree jersey or Allen or Mello, and you put your jersey on when the game comes on. Yeah, that guy. He's like that, like me, like you. So um, I am really, really, really excited about this year. And it's been a long time since, you know, I think that we could legitimately say that, you know, it's, it's always nice in any sport, you know, when the season begins and hope springs eternal, everyone's got a chance, but then, you know, whether you have a chance or not, and you know, you, you kind of hope that they're going to like surprise you or maybe like outperform your expectations. Um, but the Knicks haven't been that team, not for a long time. Like I said, you know, give or take a couple of years over the past two decades, two decades, two decades. That's what happens when you trade Patrick Ewing, first of all, but we'll get into that in another show. But, um, but yeah, this is the Knicks preview special and, um, we've got a good team guys. I think we really, really do. You know, are they the best team in the, the division or the conference? Uh, I mean, based upon last year, no. We lost in the first round. It was a very, very difficult, difficult, painful series to watch against that team from Atlanta, you know, and um, and the Bucks won. They won out. They looked real, real good. Thankfully, um, the Nets lost early on. Sorry, Brooklyn Nets fans, but um, uh, yeah, <laughs> you guys got your own problems right now. But uh, no, so there's a there there are a lot of teams, um, that are going to be vying for at least if anything Atl Atlantic Division or Eastern Conference supremacy. But I don't think there's any reason why the Knicks cannot be included in the conversation. You know, we've uh. We're in the second year under Tom Thibodeau, who was coach of the year, and really, really um, brought back a culture that, for those of you that are old enough to remember or, or, or love the Knicks so much that you've watched the old tapes or YouTube or whatever, that the way that the team back in the 90s played, you know, under Riley and Jeff Van Gundy, you know, which Tom Thibodeau was a part of Van Gundy's staff. You know, those teams played with intense physicality, incredible heart, amazing defense, and the garden was usually rocking. I mean, the garden was off the hook. I am blessed to have been to a bunch of those games when the garden was deafening, it was deafening, like being at an airport deafening. And for a long time over the past 20 years, it hasn't been anything like that. But I think Tom Thibodeau and, you know, Leon Rose, who's heading up the organization and, uh, and everyone else <clears throat> who has, excuse me, put all these pieces together, you know, to assemble this team. And it's not just personnel, but culture and uh, accountability and a style of play you know, a style of play that is um, that New York fans, you know, whether you live in New York or you used to live in New York or you just love New York, a style of play that is 
synonymous with New York, you know, and other teams will be like, oh, well, we play this way and we're, we, okay. There might be a couple cities out there, but there's nothing like when it's at the height of its powers, New York Knicks basketball, and there's just not. Now, am I biased? Yeah, of course I am. I'm a Knicks fan, but I don't care what fan you are. You know, I respect a fan. If you're a true diehard fan, <clears throat> I don't care what team you root for. You know, if you're in it with them, you're in it with them. But as far as New York Knicks fans goes, and I'm talking to you guys that are listening here because this is our spot. There is nothing. There is nothing like the garden when it is rocking and off the hook. I don't care if you're from Philly or from Boston or Chicago or L.A. or any other city in the league. You know what? I've had enough, actually. I really have. You know, we have been stomped on and stomped on gleefully, not just by other fans, but by all the prognosticators, all the, you know what, all the Fugazi Nick fans, all you Nick fans that jumped ship and went to Brooklyn and started becoming net fans, stay there. All you commentators on all the big networks that I'm a Knicks fan, but you know what? You're not. Go wherever you got to go. And there's this dude called, his initials are SAS, and there's this dude called MK, and everyone else out there. But you know what? I'll give a shout out, you know, because there are a lot of fans that have been sticking around. You know, the dudes on Knicks fan TV. And everybody else and the guys that I'm we're talking to on Twitter and stuff that have been waiting for this for a long time. Yeah, yeah. I'm ready. I am so ready for some Knicks basketball. So you know what? Thank you, God. Thank you. So coming up, we've got Tunday. And we're gonna talk some more Knicks and we're gonna break it on down. So stick around. All right, all right, all right, all right. We are finally, finally, finally here on the cusp, on the eve before the eve, or it is the eve, before the season opener for the New York Knickerbockers. And I know you guys and gals that are listening that might be Giants fans or Jet fans and are also Nick fans cannot wait for this season to begin because I know I can't, and I know that our guest can't wait either uh my brother tunde is here and he is the most knowledgeable articulate intelligent knicks fan that i know besides myself and uh so we're here this is we're going to be talking some knicks we're going to get ready for the upcoming season we're opening up against the celtics at the garden and uh Man, Tunde, I don't know about you, but I am ready to rock and roll on this season. I, I haven't been so excited about a Knickerbocker season, and we've been watching the Knicks now for, I'm going to date ourselves, 35 years now together, probably somewhere around there. Just and, about. And since the late 90s, since the post-Patrick Ewing era, 
except for a sprinkling of a couple mellow years in there. Um, it's been it's been pretty sad. So I know I'm excited. I know a lot of people that are listening are super excited about this this season. And uh, I mean, I guess you got to be too, man. Tell me, are you? I mean, I know you are. Well, first of all, don't forget to give me your cash app so I can give you some money for that introduction. I appreciate that. Yeah. And so, got it. But no, I am I am fired up about this season. But can you believe it's been months since the last time we spoke about these Knickerbockers? The last time we talked, we were fired up about beating the Hawks. <laughs> <laughs> Fast yeah. forward a few yeah. months, and here we are talking about the season opener. And so, yeah. no, man, I'm excited, man. This season. It has a lot of questions that I think we need to that we will eventually find out. But there's just so many questions based upon finishing fourth at 41 and 31 last year. What are we going to do different this year to surpass and beat last year's record and really to become a force that people now when they come across the schedule and they say, hey, we got the Knicks, they're afraid to play us. And so it's been over 20 years since that has last happened. And so I'm truly excited to see what they do this year. Yeah, I think yeah, you, I think you definitely said it. I mean, there's a vibe that we haven't had in a very, very long time because it's a shame, you know. If you're a diehard Knicks fan and you've been hanging with the orange and blue for the past two decades of mostly misery, um, you've heard everybody from whether it's KD to anybody else just kind of saying, you know, the Garden is not the mecca anymore. It's not that big of a deal, and you know, Knicks fans still show up, but. You know, when you stink every single year and when and when teams are looking at the schedule and they're looking, oh, yeah, we're going to the garden and they're penciling in a W for themselves way ahead of time. I mean, that's a problem. I mean, we, we, we've we been that team for a while. I mean, you, you, you can't even you can't even you can't say anything else. We've been a team that teams have probably looked forward to playing on the schedule they get to make a trip to new york they get to chill enjoy the city do their thing hit the club get some food and get a win in the garden and you and, know one of the other things too is the fact that a lot of those teams would come in the, into the garden and their top players would be sitting on the bench getting some rest because they were not expecting to have a tough game and so they were having their starters pretty much rest or their stars rest and that was a big controversy that you know all these teams were coming into the garden but you know the stars weren't playing because they were getting a rest because they didn't need them yeah i mean you're absolutely right and as a fan i mean it sucks <laughs> i mean you you don't you don't want people to come into your house and kind of play like it's their it's like it's their arena like it's their court and to your point that you were talking about that's changing i mean i mean last year i think the the strides that the team made from 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 the top down you know from 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 the front office and the coaching staff with thibodeau and then to the players and the style of playing i mean i i think that even for the most optimistic nick fan we got more than we had expected, even with even with the disappointment in the way that the playoffs went. And I think that now, no matter what happens, because, you know, you know, I, I know you're like you're like, I hear a dog. I mean, the, the dogs are out for the next man. The dogs are pumped, <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, I think now, no matter what happens and, you know, you always say and, 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 and I agree, agree with you is that. You know, you don't really get a good idea, especially when you have new pieces coming in and new teams are just kind of like, you know, you kind of have to get acclimated that, you know, it's usually hey, like the Christmas game, 
you know, all the all-star break. And then you kind of know guys have been having an opportunity to gel. But the one thing, if anything, and I know other Nick fans, real Nick fans feel the same way was we had a team last year and I don't expect it to change. In fact, if anything, I, I, I expect it to be even more intense is we have a team that played hard for 48 minutes for the, they were not going to quit, you know, and <clears throat> we did not suffer as many blowouts, you know, as far as a loss goes, as we have in, in the past, which was quite often. Right. And, I, and it wasn't too long that teams knew that when they were going to play the Knicks, whether they were coming to the garden or if they were going to play on the road, that they had to bring their a game. They had to play hard. If, if they were going to quit or if they were going to kind of take their foot off the pedal, we weren't going to, and there were a lot of games last year that, you know, in the past we would have been like, all right, I guess that's it. They're done. And they've come back to either win or at least to make it close and competitive tied up, or just kind of put that game back into question. And that's something that I really, really love about this squad. And I think that other teams around the NBA, you know, because, you know, you and I often talk about it, you know, players talk, you know, executives talk, you know, and I think now, it, it would be if anyone says differently, I, I, I would call them out and say, listen, I, I'll definitely debate you on it. But teams know now that when they see the Knicks on the schedule, not only is it not a W for them, but they're like, all right, we're going to have our hands full because these cats are going to be physical. They're going to play defense, you know, and they are not going to stop. They're going to they're going to have this relentless nature to them that the other team just cannot take a break. And um, I don't think that there are many teams out there. I mean, we're trying to get there talent-wise, but I will never – I don't think there's a team out there that I would say, you know what, they're going to be – they're going to outwork us. Well, listen, um, you mentioned a couple of things that I want to kind of touch on. Um, one of the things is that you said it's been about 20 years since we really had hope as a Nick fan with having a team that we can be proud in and, you know, really rep our gear outside and not have to worry about people saying anything. Oh, you're a Knicks fan. La, 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 la. But, <laughs> yeah. but, you know, when we hired Tibbs, you knew immediately that our defense was going to get better. And last year, our defense was tremendously, but there were times throughout the season that I would text you stats on our defense about how we were either number mm -hmm. one or number two with certain defensive rankings and stuff. So to me, it reminded me of the days with Patrick, Oak, Starks, and Ewing and Mason, where we just basically played that defense. But you made another comment, and I'm going to say this one word, heart. Last year, we played with heart. If we weren't winning the game in the second, if we didn't start out fast and the game got to the second and third quarter, after about the midway season of last year, you knew the fourth quarter was going to be a fight. Yeah. And that was fantastic as a fan to watch, to know we're not going to get blown out. We are going to come back in this game. And if we don't win this game, it's going to be a close four fought contest. And I was so proud of them last year because they had heart for a change for a long, long time. We hadn't seen that in this team. Yeah. And and I and I think that, <clears throat> you know, I mean, I think that maybe as 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 Nick fans and people, you know, as New Yorkers, whether you're still living there or like us, you know, you've kind of moved to other places, but you still bleed orange and blue, you know, you have a you have a sense of pride as to how your team plays. You know, and of course you mentioned, you know, the and as far as in our era, 
So we're back from the 20, and if you guys know anything about me, you already know I have ADHD, amongst other things. So as soon as we took that break, whatever me and Tune they were talking about the Knicks, there's a good chance it's someplace else that I can't recover. I can't recall it right now. It went into a file that I have to search for. So what I will just do since... Well, uh, I got something for you instead. Go for it. All right. So I have some questions that I I have about our Knickerbockers for this upcoming season. And so I'm going to throw out the first question and we can talk about that topic. Sounds good. All right. So last year, as we were talking about earlier, we had a really good defense, one of the top three defensives in the league. And so we lost two players, which were starters, which were huge defensive players for us in terms of Peyton and Reggie Bullock. So with the loss of them and the addition of Kimber Walker as our starting point guard and Evan Fournier as our shooting guard, what will our defense look like this year with the loss of those two players from last year and with our two new additions? What do you think our defense is going to look like and how soon will it get up to par to where we expect the defense to be? Well, I definitely think, and I'll say this real quick because it's kind of funny that you know, last year, everybody is complaining about uh, the offensive woes um, that we were suffering at the the shooting card position, you know, or the, or, or the point guard position. <clears throat> and then when we make a change for it, they're like, oh, my gosh, you know, we're going to suffer defensively. So, you know, you can't always have your cake and eat it, too. And, um you know, I think Alfred Payton was a, was was a good player, and he just had he had deficiencies that really really exposed our roster in the playoffs. Yeah, you know, you know, so you know, you 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 were, you know, you were forced not to play him, you know, because the defense would not respect his his offensive game, and so um, I think that. Yeah, could we? I mean, with Bullock and and, and with Alfred, are we gonna uh, skip a beat defensively? I mean, maybe on an individual basis. But let me say this because I think this is something that you know, with with the second a second year in Tibbs's system, and this is something that I think is um, really is so important in today's league, especially the way that the game is played with the rules that are out there. You know. It's almost ver- if you're if you're a defender on a marquee player who, who if you're on a Steph Curry or someone who is ju- you know a Luca someone who is just offensively a Kyrie you know someone who is offensively just a dominant player it is very very difficult not if not nearly impossible to guard and shut him down one on one so I think the aspect of team team defense. Is, is so incredibly important. And I guess the point that I'm trying to get to is that, all right, we lost those two guys that were pretty good defenders. And we take, we get, we bring in a Kemba Walker and, an, and, and a Fournier who are probably not as good defend defensively one-on-one as those two players, but what they bring offensively you know, these offense and defense go hand in hand. So <clears throat> these two cats are going to be better offensive players. And, and 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 this is not to take anything away from Peyton or Bullock. I loved what they did and what they can, contributed to the team, especially offensively Bullock. You know, him and Randall had a really good relationship out there. 
But I think that even though Fournier did not have the preseason that everyone was kind of hoping for, it's preseason. And once again, to to what you usually say, let's see what happens in a couple months. Let's give this team a couple months to really, really gel and see what they can do. So these players, the fact that they're better offensive players, there's, I mean, Fournier is at worst an upgrade offensively over 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 Alfred Payton easily. Yes, you know easily. Now he is more of a. He, I mean, he, there's a lot of movement in his game, so I think it's going to take a little bit of time for Randall, who's going to be the person that's going to receive the most initial double teams, to be able to know where Fournier is going to be. You know, so he so he's going to have to kind of get used to that. But he's an he's an offensive upgrade easily over Peyton. And Campbell yeah. Walker, um, he he brings a skill set and and a game that neither one of those dudes had. You know, so I think that the 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 kind of pressure that these two guys coming in are going to be able to apply on the other defenders on the on the other team's defense is going to make those guys work harder, which in turn is going to help our defense. And I guess the, my long winded answer to get back to what I was going to say is that I think the second year under Tibbs' system and the kind of guys that we do still still have on this team, like a veteran like Taj Gibson, you know, R.J. Barrett, who's now been here for a while. I mean, obviously, you know, I mean, Randall, IQ's coming back. Um, we're going to get a healthy, bigger Mitchell Robinson. And then there's no question as far as, like, how smart and savvy someone like Derrick Rose is – so I think the team defense that this team is going to be able to play is going to be better. Give it a couple, give it, give it some time. But once they gel, once they hit their groove, I think this team defense is going to be better than the team defense last year. So I think that the subtraction of those two players and the new additions that we have, not even talking about, you know, the rookies that are coming in, you know, I, I think I, I, I I don't. I don't see much of a drop off on on the defenses. A lot of people are kind of, uh, you know, maybe concerned about. Yeah. Well, I, I definitely realize that when we have these um, discussions, I'm going to have to get a red light and a countdown for ten seconds, so that way you understand. You need to wrap it up, so we can go ahead and move on to the next topic. So, so you, uh, you just you just want to have like some like you want to have a ref that's going to call five seconds or something. Uh, yeah, I think we need something like that because, uh, you know, your responses are pretty long winded. And so, um, I mean, great information, really appreciate it. Um, really knowledgeable Nick fan. And so my next question, nah, let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> well, you tell me, you tell me but what no, you think. No, I mean, I agree with you. It's the question is, you may take a step back on the defensive side of the ball, but you called it this, this league is about offense and scoring. And so if you're going to lose a player or two on the defensive end, it's not about one or two players being that defensive stopper like it used to be back in the 90s. We have to play team defense. And so if we, in the second year of this defense, can play better team defense to help the newer additions and teach them how to play team defense under Tibbs and in his system, we're going to be a pretty good defensive team. But what you got to consider is how much of a step up on the offensive side of the ball will this offensive be with a Kimba and an Evan Fournier on the team? It's going to be much more beneficial because Randall now does not have to be the one to carry the load on the offense. So he won't see. And if you looked at the four preseason games this year, 
Granted, it's preseason, but Randall was not being doubled and triple team like he was late in the season. And so it's going to hopefully make his game open up so much more. And that way we can have a better contribution from everybody on offense, not just Randall. And so I'm excited. Yeah, me too. And, you know, <clears throat> that's such a key point that for Randall – you know, last year, once once it, once he had already made his impression that he was he was playing not just at, at an all star level, but at at an MVP caliber level for the majority of the season. You know, one, one, once that once that was pretty much cemented, you know, he he was he was getting you know from from teams that were playing smart, he was getting instantaneous double teams. And yes. like you said, you know, for him not to get an instant double team it gives him even if it's another second or two to decide what am i going to do with the ball you know whether it is to take it to the hole whether it's to shoot it or to look at the defense and see what they are giving up so that you can distribute the ball and i think another benefactor from that because there's so many guys on this team and we'll be talking about during the season i mean i i i i expect <clears throat> To see the same thing from Randall. Yes, I mean for for anybody out there that's been watching off season video and seeing, you know, this brother's a beast. <laughs> you know, he was a beast last year, and I think that with with just this situation, I mean, it, it's kind of like I think we're finally developing this perfect storm for the Knicks with this situation. He knows he's the man. You know, yes. and and he's got a coach and teammates, and he's got it in his head, which I have a, such a tremendous amount of appreciation and respect for. That he's like, I want to be the man, and I'm going to work hard to take my game to the next level because we saw what he did that last year. And I think what another dude that we're going to see do that this year is R.J. Barrett. You know, you, we we said it last year, and I think he's really gonna he's really gonna take that next step. You know, the interesting thing is you actually started answering my second question when we were talking about, you know, the offense with Randall. And if you remember last year, Randall would have um, I don't remember the stats, but he had a lot of triple doubles. But he was also very close to having another stat, which was quadruple doubles. And that was turnovers there were a lot of times he would have six seven eight turnovers in a game Mm -hmm. and so now when you take the ball out of his hands and you're not being doubled and triple team he's going to be able to make better decisions and have a better shot selection and so you're going to see his turnover ratio go down as a result of that so i'm pretty excited to see where this offense is going to go and tibbs had an interview yesterday and he said he tailors his coaching and systems based upon the players that he has on the team at that time. And I didn't realize it. And I have to go back and maybe take a look at it, but he's had a few offensives where they were in the top five offensives in the league. And so it's not always about defense. Now defense is important, but if he has guys that can score, Tibbs has an offensive system that he will allow his players to play in to be uh, the most effective that they can. And so I'm just excited to see what we're going to do from an offensive side as well. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I agree with you a thousand percent. Now you were talking about, and this is going into another one of my questions, how you're excited about RJ Barrett. And so I'm going to kind of combine my, my two questions, which was, what do you think the rotations will look like this year? And what about the minutes for players? Because let me just kind of go down our starting lineup. So we have Kimber Walker, Evan Fournier, Randall, RJ, 
and here's the caveat. We don't know if it's going to be Taj, Mitchell Robinson, or Noel, which is going to be the starting center. And so that's those are going to be our starters. But coming off the bench, we have Rose, Alec Burks, <clears throat> IQ, Obi Thompson. And, of course, then we talk about that center rotation. And then we have Knox. What are you going to do with Quentin Grimes, who's been getting a lot of play lately? Then you got McBride and this other kid, Luca, who we got off the waiver wire from San Antonio. So, Mike, tell me what do you think the rotation is going to look like once we get our starters off the floor? Well, I, I would think that <clears throat> I think there's probably three dudes that are probably like the, the definitive night in night out starters. I mean, I think you got to look at you're going to look at RJ, you know, you're going to look at Kemba and you're going to look at Randall. I think those guys are always those are your three that are always going to start. And then I think the, the I think the other positions one are kind of kind of depend on, I think, once the season starts who kind of shakes up being in the in the starting lineup off the bat and who's going to like, you know, be better coming off the bench. And I think that, you know, with, you know, you can, I think Kemba and, 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 and D Rose, you know, they're two players that are, that are essentially going to combine for one, one role on the team. I mean, I think these, those guys are going to be able to share the ball and depending on the matchups and how who's playing well, I think Kemba's obviously going to start because because D Rose did so well coming off the bench, and I mean Randall obviously he puts so much. I mean, it's a, it's a given. He's definitely going to start, and I think RJ too is such. He he was he was he took a step last year. I really see him taking another step for for all these reasons for the reasons that you pointed out. You know, I I don't think that it could be you know talked about too much. The fact that you can take. Now that you have Kemba and Derrick Rose, you know, and another year with IQ, you know, that you can take the ball out of his hands, you know, and allow him, you know, the fact that he can handle and, and initiate the offense is great, but that that's not going to be his role or his job to do. Right. And that, I think that's only going to trickle down to, to RJ. And I think that he is you know, and we've talked about it. I love him because he is a guy who would have been able to play on the Knicks in the nineties. Yes. You, you know, he, I mean, he, he's, he's a big bodied cat. He's physical. He's not particularly flashy. He can absorb contact guys bounce off of him, you know, and, um, and he's just got that attitude. And I, I, I see that taking the next step up. And then as far as the other guys go, I, I, I know like Noel's is Noel's been injured. Mm-hmm. And um, and you know Mitchell Robinson is just coming back, and you know I think that if he's healthy <clears throat> right now, the way that things shake up, um, I could I would I could see Mitchell Robinson starting. But the fact that he's been out for so long and he just came back, I really wouldn't be surprised to see Taj Gibson be the starting center for the beginning of the season. But I think that as we kind of get settled in, I think the ideal situation would be. Mitchell. From, yeah, I think Mitchell should be. He's younger. He's got he's got the legs. If he can stay injury free, um, I think he's the starter. And then you have your choice with Taj Gibson and, and and Noel. And then you know, as far as I mean, as far as everybody else goes, I mean, you met you mentioned the kid Luca. You know, there's another kid that came out of nowhere, Jericho Sims, who yes has shown like, all right, we we might have another. You know, high flying, exciting defender, and Obi. You know, I know 
I mean, he, I think Obi, I think he is absolutely somebody who is in the rotation this year. Well, you know you what? Know? I guess we're going to have to do uh, um, part two to this, uh, where we can talk more about our beloved Knickerbockers with the, the bench and the rotation, because unfortunately, uh, I was only paid for about 20 minutes. And so until we can get this program going on a higher level, we can get more sponsors for us and we can, I can get paid for, I can stay on a lot longer. Okay, everybody. If you can, if you can hear this this pathetic drivel coming out of this uber successful businessman, he's got to leave because one of his luxury cars has a hole in its tire. Please check out the webpage. Send us some money so this guy does not have an excuse to leave and go fix the tire on his new Lamborghini or something like that or whatever whatever car you are. But in all seriousness, yeah, we 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 definitely have to continue. And um, if it's not before Wednesday night's game, we'll talk about it more. Um, I'll have something coming up, but um, yeah, there's a lot to to talk about. But there's really a lot to be excited about um, this Knicks team. And yes, um, sir, you know, we'll definitely be talking about it all season long. Oh my gosh, I am so ready. Yeah, me me too, me too. And um, okay, just for the old heads out there, you ready? Yes, sir. Go, go New, New York, York go, go New, New York, York go. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Well, let me do it, man. Go ahead, go you do New it. York, go New York, go. Go New York, go New York, go. Or, I got another one. You know which one I'm going to pull out? What's that? They're playing basketball. Now we know why you were never a singer. All right, everybody. That was uh, Tune Day the second most knowledgeable Nick fan in the world. Thanks, brother. I appreciate you being here, and I can't wait to talk about the Knickerbockers again. Yeah, we're going to have to do this again where we can have more time and talk. Right on. All right, brother. Love All you. Right. Take care, man. Right on. Peace. Peace. They're playing basketball. We love that basketball. Ball, yeah. I don't even know the words if they're the right words. That was 30 years ago. But 30 years ago, I was feeling really, really good about the Knicks. And I feel really, really good about the Knicks now. Let's go, Knicks fans. This is it. The Knicks are back, baby.